Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here at the Skift Global Forum in New York City for a great conference the last few days. And uh, part of that conference, there's been some reports issued by Skift, which is what they do. They do great research prop, uh, reports on the travel industry. And um, basically, there's, there's one report that just came out recently on luxury travel, which, of course, we know is a huge interest there for the travel advisor community. And I'm here with Varsha Aurora, who's one of the research directors at Skift, and we're going to spend a little time talking about their findings uh, on this report on luxury travel here and you'll find out about that and more on insider travel report now virtual first of all it's great to meet you here it's been a great conference and one of the, we did talk to one of your colleagues about uh, AI artificial intelligence which obviously is a sort of the topic du jour here but one of the other topics that everyone wants to know about is luxury travel and you recently got a, a new luxury travel report out for Skift what were kind of your findings about what's going on in the luxury space sure thank you uh, thank you for having me here James and uh, it's lovely to meet you as well so we did this uh, sort of a survey to come up with our findings. So because obviously luxury is too niche and we've been hearing a lot about it through the pandemic, but we thought it's a good idea to straight reach out the audience and ask them about what they feel. So it's sort of a survey report based on uh, analysis from around 500, 550 respondents. And we're talking about obviously HNWIs. We only sort of targeted audience with high household income. And when we talk about the findings, I think there are a couple of highlights. Okay. Let me just uh, sort of give you a summary and then we can talk about it in depth if you need. So one is that next year is going to be a boom year for luxury travel. Which is good news. Which is very good news. <laughs> I think um, in that uh, sample size that I'm talking about, around 80% of them want to do luxury trips next year. Um, and the travel budget is going to increase further. Um, We've already had a couple of good years now. Exactly. That's exactly, and and around, if I'm not wrong, I obviously we can check the report, but uh, I would say around 70 to 80 percent again of that segment said that we'll be increasing our travel budget, which is again a very good thing. Um, then I would say uh, the move from domestic to international is very interesting. So this year. There was a lot of focus on domestic luxury. Which, which came, I think, right after the pandemic. There was a lot of focus on domestic travel. And then we kind of eased into much more international. You're saying it's going to be even more now, right? Yes. So it's going to be clearly, it's going to be, because there's going to be a clear move from domestic to international next year for sure. Because if you took a look at what, like, I mean, you know, the destinations in the last 12 months, there were 80% trips which are happening in the domestic destinations, California being the top destination for luxury travel. Now, next year, again, like a very big chunk, around 70% is wanting to go international and not domestic. So, I mean, that's one highlight. Then, blended travel was another highlight of the report. So what Meaning we have... Bl bl bleasure or whatever, bl yes. the famous bleasure thing. <laughs> yeah, so our CEO has asked us not to use the ble bleasure. Ah, yes, right. it's, it's a, a ban on bleasure, right? Yes, <laughs> so we, we have learned it the hard way and we're using blended travel as the term. So what we've done in this report is we have sort of created segments within the uh, HNWIs also. So if I talk about the highest income group, which is $500,000, and more, they 100% of them, I mean, all of them want to do blended trips. Okay. So, I mean, I was surprised to look at that 
kind of a uh, data because I mean with such travelers you seem to believe or you hypothesize that okay they will just go for a trip whenever they want they don't need a business um, a motive uh, to turn it into vacation but it just so appears that all of them want to take blended trips and there's a very big change in psyche with respect to what they want out of it. So, for example, with respect to the mode of transportation they use, the in-ground, I mean, on-ground uh, transportation that they use, there's a lot of change. They don't want to take limousines anymore. They want to go for a walking tour, maybe, or culinary experiences. So it's all, uh, if you go through the report, there is so much qualitative change that's happening around the experiences. But sadly, one uh, sort of a negative that I would want to sort of highlight is the sustainability bit. Okay, what is that? What, what, so they're not focused on sustainability? Yes. So there's a big SEDU gap, like a big, big SEDU gap. So we do these US traveler surveys, which caters to the entire uh, gamut as such. But, uh, and, and in that particular report, we have been seeing that they focus on sustainability. But if we only talk about this niche segment, there's a big difference uh, in what they say and what they do. So. There are a lot of uh, statement questions that we ask this audience around, you know, how do you deal, uh, how important is sustainability for you when you make your travel decisions? And sadly, it was the lowest percentage that you would see in the report, which is around. luxury travelers, amazing. Yes. Yeah. yes. So that's that's something which uh, sort of struck me that, you know, you would expect this group to actually invest and be conscious about. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I go to virtuoso conferences and they're really focused on sustainability and they've tried to inculcate that so their their travel advisors are telling their clients, you know, is you really try to be sustainable, so you're finding maybe not so much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a big say-do gap and I, if you attended the Breeze Airways session yesterday and he mentioned it in uh, very curt words, but that's actually very true. There's a lot of fluff. Uh, when it comes to sustainability and when I see the results from the survey I, I know I mean this is a survey and our sample size is not too big but maybe uh, there is scope to probe more and just see what can we do I mean maybe the hotels are not marketing it the right way or the people are potentially not wanting to uh, spend extra here I don't well, know we what talked about green we talk about greenwashing and that's what's happening now and and no I agree I, you know a lot of people still they want their luxury and they're maybe not so caring about it maybe we can get them to a point yeah. I mean I thought in the in the sense of more experiential and they want to be involved with the communities and local and learn that a little bit more that maybe we'll get there instead but in terms of actually worrying about whether a hotel is uh, use sustainable practices or a cruise ship for example and a lot of that's there's a lot of focus now right. on cruise cruise ships being sustainable, right? Yeah. So there are questions that we ask around the guiding factors that people take into account when they're choosing a hotel or uh, a flight for that matter. And if you compare the US travel tracker, which is again like the entire population sample that we take versus luxury, sustainability comes much lower for the luxury travelers okay. as a guiding factor when they're sort of booking their flights or booking a hotel. So that just shows the difference. It might just be that the, the middle income or the, the lower income groups are more conscious, more sustainable in their approach when they're traveling. So, I mean, that, that's the gap I think we should be addressing. So, so basically, the, the, sort of the three takeaways from this report. One, uh, luxury is looking really good for next year. There are going to be more luxury travelers. Uh, two, this blended travel. Uh, that, that we're going to see more of. And then three, maybe the, that luxury travel isn't as focused on buying because of sustainability, right? 
Yes, totally. And just like one uh, little data point again on sustainability bit because I mean that was the main highlight for me. So there's a question uh, that you know um, what modes of transportation do you use and private jet. It's a small segment, of course. It's a high uh, income uh, thing, but around three to four percent of them use private jets and private yachts. And in the private jets, there's further a question which says, do you think about the sustainable aspect of it when you're, you know, planning to take a private jet rather than a commercial flight? And majority of them said no. <laughs> okay. So well, I think if you're going on a private jet or a private yacht, you're not going to be thinking about the sustainability of it first. Uh, I mean, maybe someday we'll get there where the yeah. private jet is more sustainable and they're using biofuels and things like that. Exactly. But I don't think we're there yet. We're not at all there yet. I mean, that's what the findings show. So yeah, I mean, in summary, I think these are the highlights. And I mean, uh, I would re like really recommend for you to and whoever is listening to this to read the report because there's a lot of insights in it. Well, let's talk about where can they where can they go find the report that you've done? So you can uh, go to the Skiff Research website and just type luxury in the search box. It's actually the most recent report that we have filed, so you can actually see it on the so whole. So go to the website, learn about what Skiff's found on, on uh, this, this uh, luxury travel and, and these points that uh, Varsha is talking about. Uh, very interesting survey, and it's been a very interesting conference. I have to tell you, I, I haven't gone to all of these, but this is one of the first I've been back for a while, certainly before uh, since COVID, and it really has been a fantastic couple of days meeting a lot of people that I don't normally meet uh, in the space, including you, and, and everything else, and it's been great to, to, to see all the, least, the recent trends that you're finding, whether it's AI or in luxury travel. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, you, and uh, we'll, we're, we got a few more, uh, a couple more hours here in, in, in the thing, and then we're done, but hopefully we'll, I'll be back next year. Again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, James. Thank you for having me. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.